0: You're listening to Queer Travel Chat by Two Bad Tourists. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Queer Travel Chat. My name is Austin and I'm your host and joined with me as always every week is David. Hola. And this week we are going to be talking about Colombia. In fact, it's uh, part 1 of a two-part series. And I will turn it over to David to tell you a little bit about the episode. Yeah,
1: it's our first ever two-part episode because Colombia is just that deserving. So we're really lucky to have uh, lined up two guests well-versed in Colombian business and tourism, and we're excited to get their different perspectives on the country. Uh, We're going to start today with Felipe Cardenas. He is the CEO of the Colombian LGBT Plus Chamber of Commerce and the IGLTA board chair. And he'll talk to us about LGBT plus welcoming businesses in the country and what cities gay travelers shouldn't miss. Next week, we'll have Sam Holdren on with us. He's the CEO and founder of Out in Colombia. And he'll talk to us more about the tourism side of the country his company, and he'll share some of his travel experiences and expertise. So we have all things Columbia covered this week and next.
0: Yeah, and uh, just want to apologize for starting a little bit uh, late. And also, the second thing is Felipe told us that his phone uh, has low battery and for some reason not charging. So we're hoping he doesn't cut out uh, halfway into the interview. If he does, we're just going to work with it and roll with the punches. This yeah,
1: episode has <laughs> already been a disaster because we had to quit <laughs> the app and then we lost the original episode. link. It's just all been it's, a mess. It's all good. So we're we're gonna we'll move power on through. and we'll give it <laughs> We're going to do it. And the last thing
0: I want to mention before we get into uh, the episode itself is just a reminder, if you've been listening, uh, we're ambassadors for the LGBT Plus Music Festival, which takes place in July from the 1st to 3rd in Puerto Spain. And it's the first LGBT music festival, um, actually that I've seen, uh, major large uh, scale music festival and tickets are now on sale. So if you want to check that out, uh, visit the website, lgbtmusicfestival.com.
1: Do you remember some of the artists that are gonna be there?
0: I know that Tajik Hall is gonna be there. Uh Igazelia. Who's the Drag Race
1: UK? Bibidi Bomb, <laughs> Club <Close>, or something. <laughs> bibbidi Bum Boulash. Yeah, yeah. I just love saying her name. Alright, well tell us about Colin. <laughs> so anyway, uh so if you like uh if our, if you like our show, please subscribe to it on Colin. Um, And give the episode a like with a heart icon once it's published. You can also follow us on all the social medias. We're always at Tourists. And please feel free to leave us a comment on the episode to let us know what you want to hear more of. Or shoot us a message on any of our social media channels. We want to hear from our listeners what episodes and topics they want more of. So, Austin. Well, you were going to talk to me about Colombia, weren't you? You're were going to ask me some questions. Oh, is that what I'm doing? That's okay. what I'm doing. We're a disaster today. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, anyway, our topic is uh, is Colombia. So, um, basically, we want to start off by talking about our experience with Colombia. So, I'm going to take the next five seconds to tell you that I've never been to Colombia and I have uh, no experience. So, Austin, but you've been to Colombia. Tell us. Lucky enough, <laughs> uh, luckily enough, I have been. So, I was actually there
0: in 2019. And I was on some of the tours from Sam, who is our guest uh, next week. He's a tour operator in in Colombia, and um, so that, the title of this week's episode is "Is Colombia the most gay friendly country in South America?" And I guess at the end of this episode or the end of next week's episode, you'll you'll decide for yourself. Um, it definitely ranks in 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 the top. That's for sure. And uh, the reason I was in Colombia is because we were actually invited through, through our uh, blog to, to visit Colombia. And essentially the, the tourism office, the official tourism office of the country, um, does have a strategy to promote to um, to reach out to the LGBT audience. So um, that you know, alone that, kind of makes that alone kind of tells you a little bit about gay the, friendly. Yeah, exactly. There's there's a, a high level of, of tolerance, um, you know, and, and acceptance towards the LGBT community. So um, I visited Barranquilla, which is where Shakira is actually from, uh, Cartagena, and Bogota, which is um, which I'm sure Felipe will tell you all about that. Um, and when I was in Bogota, we did a gay pub crawl. They actually have the largest gay club. In, I think, South America or maybe even the world. So, I mean, it's, if they had a gauge club that large, you can just tell it's, it's a pretty welcoming place. Um, so, anyways, that's my experience. But um, I definitely want to invite Felipe to join us now. So, Felipe, if you want to unmute uh, in the bottom right hand corner, um, we'd love to have you tell us a little bit about Colombia. I think he knows a little bit more
1: about it. Probably. I'll force unmute him you know, just in case he doesn't know. Let's see.
2: Unmute. Didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello. Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, you are.
1: So, Felipe, uh, before we get started with you, I just want to remind uh, our listeners that you are welcome to uh, call in at any anytime. We'll, how do they call in again?
0: In the bottom right-hand corner for the listeners, there's a little phone icon. So you can just tap that, um, and it'll
1: give us a notice that you'd like to ask a question to either us or Felipe. And feel free, we'll be looking for that. Hi, Megan. Okay, Felipe, welcome. Uh, thank you for taking the time to talk to us.
2: No, my pleasure. Thank you very much for inviting me.
1: So can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself
2: and your background, what you do? I can for sure. So I am Felipe Cárdenas, as you already introduced me. I am Colombian, very proud of so. (laughs) Uh, I have been working on LGBT economic activism for the last 12, 15 years of my life. And since 2012, I had the privilege Mm. to be the co-founder and the CEO of the Colombian LGBT Chamber of Commerce, that is an entity that provides economic empowerment uh, services for LGBTQ plus citizens of my country and migrants too that happen to be LGBT. And we work every day to help them to get um, formal employment in different corporations that are advancing on diversity, equality, and inclusion, as well as providing support to all those LGBT entrepreneurs or business owners to Mm -hmm. advance in their business initiatives. That's what I do most of my life. Mm -hmm. Also, I have private businesses with my partner in Colombia and in the U.S., uh, very around LGBT issues. And then recently, I have been quite involved with IGLTA, the International LGBT Travel Association from where I know Austin, and from the one that I also have since last September, the privilege to be the chair of the Board of Directors. Yeah. How did you get involved with IGLTA? Well, actually, that takes me back to 2012. My partner was already doing the research project to open a Colombian LGBT Chamber of Commerce. I was supporting him on research. Locally, he was doing the international part. He was the one that discovered IGLTA as an association for international tourism, LGBT tourism. And that happens, that year happens to be hosting uh, the annual conference of IGLTA in Florianapolis in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And usually IGLTA doesn't come that often to Latin America. Now that has changed, but back in those years, no. And because we were so close to Colombia to go to Florianapolis, he went, he attended that convention in 2012. And once he came back, he told me, we need to put together this chamber faster and we need to, involve, to get involved with IGLTA we should be their representatives here in Colombia and we should partner with them because tourism is one of the most i would say open industries to talk about LGBT issues at least that was for Colombia mm-hmm. and then since the moment we launched the chamber in Colombia in two thousand and twelve we got involved with the association and I have been quite involved since then
0: and and how did you how did you guys decide to start the chamber and what really motivated you to to begin with the
2: Well, that takes a a few years back in our history with my partner, Andres. We were involved in different activities. I was working for PricewaterhouseCoopers in Mexico. He was working for the Colombian Congress. Uh, He's a political scientist. I am a business Mm -hmm. administrator. And then we were living outside Colombia abroad for around four or five years. And then we saw an opportunity to open a business and come back to the country. The country merged into a very important recovery as a nation in the early 2000s and then by 2012 we decided to come back and we got involved with a lot of lgbt activities one of that was getting together with the biggest lgbt club in colombia that is called theatron in, in bogota and they provide a lot of social work and social aid to different causes around lgbt issues mm-hmm. and working with them we got the invitation of the u.s embassy in colombia to go to an event to hear a conference about the LGBT Chamber of Commerce of the U.S. They were traveling around Latin America presenting their model. I went to that event in 2011. I got connected with the guys of the NGLCC that is based in Washington. I got deeply inspired for them. And then the U.S. Embassy told us a group of individuals in Bogota why don't you guys get coordinated with us? We will provide some support and some resources, and we help you to found a Chamber of Commerce in your country. We accepted. Uh, that happened during the Obama administration, of course, and that went really well. They gave very strong support to us. And one year after that event, meaning 2012, we ended up founding formally the, the Chamber of Commerce. So that was with you and your partner, and were there others involved? Yes, we were a group of eight It was very diverse. We had men and women. We had LGBT entrepreneurs. We have people that are business executives in corporations that happen to be out as out executives. We have a couple of NGOs uh, from social activism and LGBT rights and the U.S. Embassy backing us up. Wow. So can you tell us a little bit
1: um, about the challenges of, um, you know, starting and managing businesses right now in Colombia with the well no, no, in general, just what are some of the challenges of starting managing a business in Colombia, and especially from the LGBT plus perspective?
2: Correct. So the country indeed has evolved a lot in the last, I would say, already 20 years for doing businesses. Actually, the global doing business report always says that within Latin America, Colombia and Puerto Rico are one of the two most friendly places to open businesses faster and to facilitate life for entrepreneurs. So that's on the economical perspective is very positive for Everyone that is thinking of doing businesses in Colombia, and your next invite, invitee, Sam, will tell you later about that. But specifically on LGBT, it was quite challenging doing businesses as an out entrepreneur back in those days. Mm-hmm. Back in 2012, Colombia didn't have any LGBT rights in place. It did have a strong LGBT social movement because our history goes back till 1976. That was when Colombia did the first Pride or the first LGBT march fighting for our rights. And since then, uh, we have been seeing a lot of LGBT issues, initiatives on the social side, but we have never experienced bringing the diversity, let's say concept or the LGBT concept to doing businesses in the recent times. The chamber, therefore, became one of the first, if not the first initiative in the country that was uh, uh, helping the social activism movement to complement their agenda with something else that was economic activism. Mm -hmm. And then I would say, of course, the main challenge is pure discrimination. Back Mm -hmm. in those days when we founded the chamber, the LGBT entrepreneurs, a lot of them, they, they couldn't be out. Most of the initiatives were surrounded by only gay men it was not fully LGBT, meaning women and bisexual and trans people, mm-hmm. uh, but actually it was more uh, rely on only gay men, cisgender, of course. And then um, also rejection, especially when you go to more smaller and rural areas of the country. Back then, being LGBT and out in Bogota, the capital, was somehow acceptable. But when you go outside from the main urban places... When you go to these little towns that my country has in the different regions, the Andean in the mountains, the Caribbean, the Pacific, the jungle in the Amazon, it gets really tough, really complex. Sexual diversity is still a, a tough context to be uh, or concept to be assimilated, especially in a country that is still very religious. Ninety six percent of our population is Catholic and is still very conservative in cultural and social behaviors that thankfully has changed dramatically the present times, but I can tell you a little bit about the present times later. Well, I was going
1: to actually follow up and ask, where do LGBT legal rights stand right now in Colombia?
2: Thank you for that question, because it makes me very proud to share to you and the audience that Colombia today has the second most advanced LGBT rights legislation within Latin America. Amazing. The only country that is the first one upon us is Uruguay, and specifically they are the first because they already approve in their Congress or Parliament, and uh, law for trans individuals. Uh-huh. We are not that far yet. But it, today in Colombia, you have five main things, if you want to say it as LGBT rights. There is marriage equality since 2016, as well as same-sex couple adoption. But since 2017, we have the right to transit in our IDs, if I happen to become a transgender or transsexual man or woman, now I can do that also on my uh, local ID as well as in my passport. There is an anti-discrimination law from 2015 to. And finally, we have a national LGBT public policy that was issued by the Congress in 2018. So those five, let's call them rights, enable us to be the second most advanced uh, country uh, in terms of legislations in Latin America. That's,
0: that's incredible, because it sounds like just in the past five to 10 years, you guys have had so much progress from the, the legal standpoint, protections and, and rights. That's incredible.
2: Yes. And in perspective, it's very interesting to reflect and, and to analyze that it took 40 years for the social LGBT rights movement from 1976 to 2016, actually to get those rights. 2016 was like uh, um, when the waters uh, split in two for our country's history <laughs> right. in terms of LGBT rights. And since then, that is, as you just said, barely six, five years ago, we have such a progressive legislation in our country.
1: Well, hopefully it just continues and that snowball effect continues to happen, that it, that it speeds up.
2: That's a good question uh, or, or a good comment because our LGBT rights were approved by Supreme Court, not by the Congress. Therefore, there is no legislation that turned them back mm. or that can cancel in the future. Yeah. Uh, because if we were to acquire those rights by the Congress, maybe some new law projects of conservative Congress uh, parties or even governments uh, or administrations uh, might turn this back. But because this was legislated by the Supreme Court, there is no such a, a, a possibility. So they Thank are here to stay. Thank God. Felipe, what, what types of businesses
0: do you typically work uh, with at the at the chamber? Because I assume most of them are probably not LGBT-specific businesses. And then in that case, the people that you do work with, do they
2: happen to be LGBT themselves or do they tend to be more allies? Good question because we categorize that in two major audiences. There is a massive audience of LGBT-owned businesses that happen to become uh, visible uh, and and for them being out once they join the chamber that are coming for a very diverse variety of industries or or economical sectors. We have a lot of people that is on professional services. We have a lot of people that are in art, culture and entertainment. We have quite a few people that are, for example, in... um, marketing and consultancy and everything that is done with intellectual kind of capital. And then on the other audience, we have a major amount of businesses and corporations that happen to be allies of the diversity causes. So we are mixing those two audiences in order to generate connections and business opportunities Uh, but thankfully our chamber is national, meaning that we have representation in a lot of cities in the country, and also our membership is pretty diverse. Again, we have people and businesses that are coming from, I would say, 10, 12 different economical sectors, so that just reflects how dynamic is the entrepreneurial spirit of LGBT citizens of our country, and also how dynamic and diverse is the amount that is overwhelming these days, thankfully, the amount of allies we are having in businesses and in corporations.
1: Yeah, thank God. And it sounds like, so then it's just kind of a, a broad range of, of different businesses then.
2: Correct. Okay.
1: And uh, regarding the, our current situation with the pandemic, how has um, the, the Chamber of Commerce managed during the pandemic and how has it supported uh, the, the businesses that are part of the association?
2: Madness, pandemonium, yeah, like apocalypses. Nice, there is no other word. Like, yeah, it was really yeah. tough. Yeah, this next month is going to be two years and since everything exploded in Colombia, March uh-huh. 2020. And then, uh, just for you to have an idea, 69% of the out LGBT businesses closed. Oh, God. Oh, wow. So almost 7 out of so 10 LGBT businesses in 2020 didn't survive. No. That was pretty tough. Thankfully, a lot of those individuals, unfortunately, that generated a lot of unemployment and a lot of economical crisis for their own families and personal lives. But a lot of those individuals uh, merged into other entrepreneurial activities. um, A lot of them got a job and formally joined different entities, businesses and corporations doing just formal working opportunities as again as an employee in a payroll and, and then some, oh, 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 some other ones uh, like really a struggle and specifically i talk about especially uh, our trans individuals in the country <laughs> had a very tough time Um, because a lot of them were merged into cultural and social and entertainment activities. Uh, Remember, sexual work is legal in Colombia since 1991. So uh, the ones that are doing sexual activities that happen to be paid uh, got very restricted to, as -hmm. well as the people that was doing activities in industries, for example, like tourism. And again, art, uh, entertainment, culture, all of that got pretty much down to zero. Mm -hmm. Uh, 2020 was a very tough year. Thankfully, and I was personally surprised, the national government did quite a few efforts, but especially the local governments of major cities like Bogotá, Medellín, Barranquilla, Cartagena, did a lot of efforts to put in place social aid plans. And with the chamber, helped a lot to connect those entrepreneurs with those city halls or municipalities' offices in order for them to access those programs, those small grants, those permits and parole permits to renew their business licenses, to bring back businesses and have tax exemptions. And a lot of aid actually was provided, especially in 2021, to a lot of businesses that finally this year we are starting seeing how some of those businesses are being recovered, how some of those activities have been resumed, and finally, especially this month, February, we are start seeing how quite a few of them are already start flourishing and, and coming back again into formal economical operation.
0: That's great to hear, and it, it must be empowering to know that you guys, you know, had some some hand in kind of helping these businesses, you know, through that recovery process. What it was, the, um, it so was
2: it <laughs> was like, like like the phoenix watching a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like the metaphor.
0: So, so talking about the recovery and future plans, what would you say, what do you guys have planned for the future of the, the chamber and, and looking towards the, the LGBT business segment in Colombia? Well,
2: there, there are three major challenges we are seeing ahead. Well, in context, this is our 10th anniversary year, 2022. It's a very important year for us because it's not only the year we celebrate that we have been around for already one decade, but actually it's the year of the economical recovery. Mm-hmm. So in that sense what we are promoting is three major things. First, help as many businesses as we can to formalize again their legal economical activities. In plain English, to help them to run businesses in a legal way as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Meaning opening bar legal entities again, meaning being able to do proper invoicing, having proper accounting, having a trademark registered and actually do sales in a formal way. Formalization of businesses is a major challenge. And the goal we have is from 2022 to 2025, we want to help to formalize 1000 LGBT owned businesses in Colombia. That's very concrete. The second plan we have is to diversify in the agenda we have about diversity meaning that we are doing major efforts to help the LGBT economic arena of Colombia, a truly sexually diverse and inclusive scenario. In plain English, we are tired of seeing that the majority of these initiatives have happened to come from white, gay, men, cisgender. Mm-hmm. We want to do a stronger efforts to bring women, bisexual individuals and transgender individuals, to a, a queer and whatever you want to express your sexuality on all these new categorized groups and all these letters that we have that are being added to the acronym of LGBT for them to feel represented and to get the supports of entities like us. So, diversification is crucial to a broader spectrum of the sexual diversity, not only about men that happen to be gay, white, and cisgender, but actually to women and to uh, whatever your sexual expression, gender or sexual orientation or gender identity is. And the third one is a very challenging project that personally passionates me a lot that is the intersectionality with different diversity causes. Meaning that we need to acknowledge in Colombia that people is not only LGBT. We have people that is sexually diverse that, that happen to be Afro-descendants. We, ha- we have sexually diverse Colombians that happen to be a, With a disability. We happen to have a lot of sexually diverse migrants in our country that happen to be from Venezuela and and things like that. So I believe intersectionality is the future, is the next kind of major concept to achieve from from here till 2030. And then we are already making strong steps how we are helping people that have not only one cause of being diverse, but actually multiple ones uh, that for them life is more complex. For sure today, for a woman that happen to be Afro-descendant, Venezuelan and lesbian that lives in Colombia, life is much tougher than for a gay man that lives in Bogotá. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, intersectionality is crucial for our future years and our future activities. And we want to continue walking with strong steps to make a Colombia uh, our country, to make um, a society free of discrimination.
1: That is a great vision for the future, and I look forward to to seeing how all of it plays out. I also wonder if you're going to get any rest in the coming
2: years. <laughs> you have a lot of work ahead of you. Well, you know, thankfully, I already I am lucky enough to have a team already of 15 people working at the chamber. I'm very proud to say that we recovered. We were 12. Uh, we were a team of 12 people in 2019 and 20, and then we have to reduce our staff to five. 2020 was very challenging for that. And then in 2021, we expand again. And today we are uh, uh, an amazing team of 15 individuals that are working 24-7, almost literally, to deliver all the services we are promising. Like. Yeah. yeah, it is. But it's, it is wor- it's, it's work well, well worth doing. They, they have days of sometimes 16 hours, <laughs> yeah. and, but you do see the results. You do see in those messages that we receive for a lot of individuals that are accessing formal employment opportunities or that their entrepreneurial activities or their businesses are growing. That's the best pay we can get uh, seen reflected in their faces and in their messages that, that they do see value in what we are offering to them.
0: So, Felipe, you've, you've really set the tone for talking about business in Colombia, talking about the, the community and the work that you're doing. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the tourism side of it. Why would you say people from outside Colombia, why should we go? And, and particularly, why would the LGBT community want to choose Colombia over other destinations, for example?
2: Yes, well, there are also three major things that can answer that question. The first one is that we have evolved as a country dramatically. We are not the country that we used to be anymore in the 80s and in the 90s. And we are not the country of the stupid series that you guys are watching in Netflix. That's the past. (laughs) past That's the past of the country. (laughs) All that fancy mythology that we are full of cartels and mafia, that was our (laughs) history back of over 20 years ago. And our reality is very different these days. Listen, it makes for good drama, but go on. (laughs) Exactly, we might be yeah we, we might be Latins emotional and there, there can be a lot of drama still in our relationships, but the country is way more safer these days. It's actually pretty affordable that in terms of competitiveness, our exchange rate between the dollar and the peso helps to become an affordable cost effective destination. Our connectivity with a lot of different countries, especially the u s Canada, and Europe has more than tripled in the last five years. Even with the pandemic, we have flights, direct flights, in low-cost airlines or regular airlines with over 100 cities of the northern hemisphere. And that's something that reflects that the demand is there. uh, And and the supply, of course, is also meeting that demand. Uh, And and that would be the second thing. And the third thing is that the country has professionalized a lot the tourism industry in the last 20 years. We have major hotel brands, major global tour operators, and especially major activities, attractions, events, and special things that we can offer to everybody that wants to come to the country, but especially LGBT. We don't have seasons because we are too close to the equator, so you can visit us year-round. There is always summer at some point of the country, uh, every single month of the year. Um, we are a country full of nature. Remember, we are the second most biodiverse country in the world with the biggest portion of the Amazon for a territory of a nation, even in, in percentage bigger than Brazil. And then in that sense, uh, nature is a very important part of our life and of our touristic activities. Um, and then finally, recently, Colombia has developed such a strong LGBT agenda for LGBT travelers, full of rich experiences that are mixing nature, gastronomy, arts and culture, entertainment, but as well as uh, rotative events that are happening every year or twice in a year that are making or profiling our destination as a not only emerging LGBT destination, but actually a competitive LGBT destinations in South America, probably the most welcoming one these days of the region. So could you give us um, some specifics then for the, for the queer traveler?
1: What are some of the more LGBT-friendly cities specifically that you would recommend? Yeah,
2: write down these four cities or these four <laughs> regions and these four events that are very crucial. So I will begin with Bogota. Bogota is the capital of the country, has the biggest, I would say, from the world, but at least from Latin America, the biggest LGBT club that we can feed over 10,000 people in one night. That looks like a Disney park inside the city because it's ginormous. But especially that club and some other clubs around host the only LGBT Halloween circuit from Latin America. Oh, cool. That happened always between October 30th and November 3rd. Well, we established that we are city, circuit queens. So. You, have to. you just have to. We'll it's special. the only city that literally paralyzes their evening, their, their nightlife agenda to put together a set of different events in Paris around Halloween, but that happened to be LGBT theme. So <laughs> wow. that's very unique. Bogota in October. That's crucial. Second, Medellin. Medellin is the city of the Eternal Spring. That's their their, their motto, their slogan, and they do a very beautiful event that is called the Flowers week or the flowers fair that happens the first week of august and within the framework of that amazing event there are already a very strong circuit of different parties that are lgbt oriented that are mixed in mixing nature all this new and upcoming urban and technological development of medellin as a very innovative city mixing with lgbt nightlife that they that they have and some later in the other episode, can tell you a lot about this. Mm -hmm. So, Medellin, first week of August. That's crucial also to visit. The third one will be Barranquilla in the Caribbean from when Shakira and Sofia Vergara are coming from. Mm -hmm. That city hosts the biggest and more diverse in rhythms Carnival of South America. Rio's Carnival in Brazil is amazing and it's huge, but it's only one rhythm, that is samba. Barranquilla Carnival has more than 120 musical rhythms. And within the framework of Barranquilla Carnival, there is the gay carnival. And that's also like a Mardi Gras in, in Sydney, for example, can be comparable to that. Yeah. And that happens usually during carnival. Remember that changes because of the calendar, but usually it's between February and March. Yeah, but every yeah year. right about around yeah. now. Yeah, I was there in February. Around, correct. <laughs> that, that's the third that you need to have in your calendar. And the fourth one that is amazing is Cartagena. Cartagena is an old Spanish fortress in the Caribbean of Colombia, a city with over 500 years of history. That is a lot for Latin America. and mixes very cool concepts of Caribbean culture, sun and beach activities, as well as as historic and colonial um, activities to do in the old town of the city. That mixed with a very nice gastronomy, entertainment and cultural offer brings a great city to go just for holiday. So they don't have a specific event in, in, in a specific month, but year round, Cartagena is becoming a major destination for LGBT same-sex weddings, as well as major destinations for honeymoons for same-sex couples, and is becoming finally one of the first safe destinations for LGBT families. Mm-hmm. Which is very important and a very new concept. And it's now that we have a very important group of uh, families that are happen to be diverse, same sex parents that have already their, their children. Cartagena is advancing pretty strong to certify a lot of properties, hotels, tours, and activities that are inclusive and safe and in terms of, cost of customer service for the LGBT families which is innovative and very cool. Well you've planned then uh, our next trip to <laughs> Colombia yeah, for us already. Right.
1: Everyone's
2: already taking notes. And Be my
1: guest. We'll wrap it up here soon but just to um, get a little personal where, where are you living in, in Colombia? city in Bogota. in Bogota. And do you split your time between Bogota and the U.S. or are
2: you 100% in Bogota? That's a very tough question because I don't even <laughs> have the answer. Right now, I'm in Madrid, for example. I, I was going to ask yeah, are you. Yeah, yes. well, I don't know. I'm you're in Europe these month, and I'm usually commuting between Miami and Bogota uh, with my partner. We have a business uh, in the U.S., and we are based between Miami and Fort Lauderdale around South Florida, okay. and I am the one traveling the most going to Colombia. I'm always there at least once a month. And even though with this funny and thick accent, I do my life between Spanish and English all the time, mm-hmm. uh, between Florida and Colombia. And um, what uh, brought you to Madrid this trip? I came for Fitur, the major um, uh, event for tourism that this country organizes. But I'm That supporting...
1: was like a month ago.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I to say because... I, I own Jersey a management consult- No, I own a management consultancy company, and I am the financial advisor of a close project that uh, Austin also knows. That is queer destinations from wow. a g- great friend from Spain, Oriol Pamis. and then I'm helping them with a very strong project of an investment round that they are doing in the future months. So that's a big portion of the work that I do for them. So I had to stay.
1: Where, where in Madrid exactly are you? Like, where around the city?
2: I just got an apartment in Plaza España.
1: Oh, fantastic. Okay. So you're like 10 minutes yes. walking from us yes. right now. We got to go for drinks. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> okay, um Felipe, so our last question for you. Uh where are you traveling to next after Madrid?
2: Crazy. So I'm going uh next week to Budapest to oh, join I not the not land. <laughs> Yes, I am am doing a keynote on the launch of the European LGBT Media Association. They are launching it there. Okay, have you been before? No.
1: Sounds like an exciting Yeah, that'll be very exciting.
2: Uh, Yes, (laughs) but my husband is more excited than me because he's very into... The, can I say this? Well I maybe not, but say whatever you, can you say want. Say
0: whatever you want. We, we can might get... edit it out yeah.
2: later. <laughs> Let me just, just say that Belami Bellamy is registered there, so he's very into Hungarian um God. male representation. I would say <laughs> <laughs> well, Felipe,
0: thank you so much for joining us. And I'm glad that uh, your battery charge lasted through the duration of the episode. We yeah, you certainly please.
1: convinced all of us yeah. to visit Colombia. My sister's listening now, and she's messaged me that, okay, we're planning a trip to Colombia ASAP. So, uh, please, definitely. Please
2: <laughs> you convinced work. one
0: person. <laughs> Well, thank you again. Um, and I just want to say thanks to the live listeners. I see Megan, Amin, and uh, Brendan. So thank you guys for joining us. Um, Felipe, you can hang on for a couple more minutes. We're just going to wrap up. But Thank you again, so Felipe. We're going to put you on mute, and
1: we're just going to wrap it up, okay? Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: So, everyone, if you like the show, please be sure to subscribe to our channel here on Colin. Give us the episode of Like With the Heart uh, once it is published and as always you can follow us on social media we're always at too bad tourists and lastly you can leave a comment
1: um, to let us know if you liked or didn't like or let us know when you booked your flight and next week the conversation of columbia continues with sam holdren we're going to take a little different perspective a little more focus on the tourism side Uh, He'll give us his perspective, too, about starting his own company in Colombia and and being an American expat in Colombia. So it'll be interesting to get his different take on things and he'll share his travel experiences and expertise. So uh, we'll be back next Tuesday at the same time. Excellent, guys. So thank you so much. And we will speak next week. Thank you. Thank you again, Felipe. Bye, guys.